So we have November here with us, and there's a bunch of stuff that relates to guys that I should be talking about this month, but for now, I want us to discuss misunderstandings for a little bit, because I feel like we've been having an issue of misunderstanding each other across genders, across ideas, and across contexts, and it's something that needs to be discussed at this point. And to kick things off, I'm going to start from a misunderstanding at the workplace, which is a little worse than some people might have thought. Now, there is a man with a nine and a half inch dick who was allegedly rejected from a job interview because his quote-unquote penis was too big. Like, literally. He was rejected because he had a big dick, which is wild. Now, he claims that the interviewers thought that he had an erection during his interview and they quote-unquote said that it was inappropriate behavior. Now, I'm thinking about it for a second and... How the hell is having a boner inappropriate behavior? Like, if anything, this is a situation where not only was he cock-blocked from getting a job, but he was cock-blocked by his own cock. Wait, he was cock-blocked by his own cock. Was he block-cocked? I don't know, it just seems very, very wild. Plus, you know, normally you don't hear about big dick stories like this, so I figured, you know, I might as well just drop it for you. So the story reads, British TV network channel 4 featured the man, who is being referred to as Joe, on their show aptly titled My Massive Cock, which follows well-endowed men. Now Joe, who chose to withhold his surname, is among those who have said that their large penis has gotten in the way of leading a normal life, and even derailing his career. The scaling is off, quite off. It's thicker than my forearm. It's about 7 inches around, Joe said of his privates, according to Metro. Now, Joe said that his large member requires that he wear special underwear with a pouch to fit everything in so that it can prevent his penis from falling out. However, Joe recalled that his bespoke briefs did him no favors during his embarrassing job interview. The response I got was, you're not going to get the job. We thought that you were a good candidate, but we thought there was inappropriate behavior happening, he said on the program. They thought I had an erection throughout this whole interview and they were very much like, your attire isn't right, Joe recalled. The subtext being, we can see your dick. End of story. Now, you think about it for a second. Like, babes usually talk about how they want a dude with big dick. But you think about the fact that this guy's dick is bigger than his forearm and it's longer than most people's idea of what a big dick is. Because let's be very honest, whenever babes are busy talking about big dicks, they don't usually want like a 12 inch. You know, they're usually looking for something around the 7 to 8 inches. So when you see a guy with a massive ass thing and boom, all of a sudden it's that dick and it's all that size huge. I don't know, do babes usually look at it and they automatically get horny or do they get scared? Because I have a ruler next to me over here and it's it's 12 inches long. Now, if I was to remove 2 inches and pretty much just move my fingers back, 10 inches is actually pretty huge. On top of that, it has around, I don't know if it's a circumference of like 7 inches or some shit, so it's supposed to be bigger than a form. Like, how does a babe look at that shit and be like, ooh, I want to take that so badly? Like, those are some of the things I wonder. But not trying to think about that though, my bigger issue, because I'm a guy, is... How is he able to move around with it? Because I can get the special pouching and I can get the inappropriate look. Like my problem isn't even looking at it when it's flaccid. It's when it's hard. Because when I think about the fact that I don't have as big a dick as this guy and, you know, it's not even that girthy and everything. 
like i already have problems when it gets hard and mine is technically not even huge now what about a guy with nine and a half inches with all of that girth like isn't that a little too much though i don't know i don't know although at the same time me thinking about dick at this point in time is probably just off so i'm just gonna leave it at that and i'm gonna start the podcast because the thought of this is just not good for my head so in a less than dickish fashion welcome to break time on my side your number one break time podcast coming to you from nairobi kenya the man on the mic is a man who is comfortable with a woman calling his dick small because it is better to have a small dick and be employed than have a big one and be unemployed He's a man who could not participate in the Barclays Marathon because his specialty is running his mouth. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. This show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can repeat it after me. If you don't know the drill, it's okay, I'ma say it. And if you do know the drill and you don't wanna say it, it's okay because it relates to how it is that you can contribute to the making of this episode via sending in your tweets. The different tweets that you send to me via DMs, regardless of the platform, will be taken in and will be considered for the making of Tweet Street episodes. And it's a very simple drill, and it almost sounds like a song, and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook and on IG, if it happens to be a screenshot, a screen grab, if it was a tweet that was done into a reel or something of this sort, then the place to send it to is at Breaktime on website. The DMs are always open. I am always ready and willing to take in your tweets, your recommendations. Hell, episode ideas and even just simply saying hi is also highly welcome. Now, a massive thank you to each and every one of you that's listened thus far and a massive thank you to you that's been listening, whether you're a first time listener, whether you've been listening for quite a long time. I appreciate you. And we have a bunch of tweets that we need to get into. But before I get into any of that, there's two things that I want to bring out. One that's a little bit short, one that's a little bit longer than that. Now, the first thing is for those of you all that don't know and would probably not mind the information, one third of the Migos is dead uh unfortunately the rapper known as takeoff i don't want to say his english name because it's a little bit hard uh was gunned down on tuesday actually yeah tuesday early morning and the most annoying part was it was because of a dice game and a disagreement that they had and shots started flying up and whether you can blame it on a stray bullet or the fact that he might have been shot directly like it's it's very sad you know knowing that we've lost talent and someone who's full of promise ended up leaving the world is is just painful because the guy was technically about my brother's age and knowing that potential that's that young and is still quite green is something that is very very painful but all in all i'll just move past that because that one is mostly for the hip-hop people but moving things along now according to a recent report almost 270 public educators aka teachers were arrested on child sex related crimes in the u.s during the first nine months of this year the 269 educators included four principals two assistant principals 226 teachers 20 teachers aides and 17 substitute teachers Crimes ranged from grooming to raping underage students. According to that research, the scale of sexual abuse in the public schools is nearly a hundred times greater than that of the Catholic Church. Okay, so I decided to bring this up because I feel like there's a conversation that needs to be had that isn't being had. 
that a lot of people are sort of straying away from and making fun of which actually does sort of bring me to the whole misunderstood bit of it because I want to come out and say for a fact that I totally misunderstood the situation in which a lot of young teenagers are going through right now, regardless of whether they live in Africa, regardless of whether they stay in the States or in Australia or in Asia or some shit. Because I've heard stories like this, I've covered stories like this of like teachers having sex with students and I've made jokes about it quite a lot. Especially when I'm like, well, you know, when I was a kid during that point in time, shit, I'd hit this shorty. Like, even with the Australian lady who's like 40, 45 years old, I was like, shorty is fine, I'd hit that. But to think about it right now and to see that 269 teachers, 269 educators were arrested for child sex crimes, like, that is wild. And this is the US, like, this is shit that happens all over, because I know even in Kenya, there's stories of teachers sleeping with students and shit. And I actually covered a story in one of the Raw Zone episodes, I think it was episode 8, where apparently according to a study that was done in like the first three months of 2021, first three or four months of 2021, an average of 98 new teenage HIV infected girls were popping up every single week. And... I sort of thought I covered everything, but to think about it right now, like these teachers might have been behind quite a number of them. And this is absolutely wild because I feel like we are actually having a sex crisis on our hands that no one is trying to point out. And the stories that we thought were pretty much left for psychos and pedophiles is pretty much popping up so much that I'm starting to wonder if just people and their lack of control in terms of sex might actually be the problem here. Because in some way, if someone would have probably come out and said, oh, you know, it's kind of like the whole co-workers thing because they spend a lot of time with these kids, so they might start getting attracted to them like even though you were to try and make that assumption some of these teachers quite a number of them would pop up as married so they have a partner at home and yes you could bring that up but like considering that people are able to not bang their co-workers especially their age mate co-workers I don't see how it is that these teachers and these educators that a lot of these people that are sleeping with underage kids are actually doing that and they're perfectly comfortable because at this point in time it's not even a morality issue it's just an issue of will I get caught or not and that is probably one of the more scary things that we need to talk about but it's unfortunate that I kind of have to end this here because I have a bunch of tweets to point out but this is absolutely wild. This is one of those scary things that people should really get to know about that I don't feel gets talked about enough and honestly I hope more people can get to learn about this shit because if this is what the world's coming to then we're going to need a little bit more oversight on where our kids or potential kids will be going to in the future in the name of schooling. But all that aside I'm gonna leave it at that and I'm gonna move things on so on to our very first tweet of this episode. In 2017, I dated this girl for a year. One night, she added me to a random WhatsApp group and said, All of you are the guys I didn't want and it's over because I'm getting married next weekend. She immediately exited and left us getting to know each other. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That is wild. Oh my goodness. To kind of think about it, like... Guys usually are the ones that are blamed for cheating. Like, people usually talk about guys cheating all the time. I don't think people point out how babes cheat nowadays. 
and it's so much worse than guys because with guys you kind of have to cover your tracks because if she spots your phone and she decides to check it she can find that shit and babes are good at spotting details and you know if she just decides to you know smell your dick or taste it and you didn't shower very well like you'll be easily caught like it's very very easy to catch a guy cheating as opposed to a woman which is why loyalty is one of the most important attributes that we want with babes nowadays because it's so easy for babes to cheat like you're not really checking her phone all that much shorty will say that she's going to chill with her friends and you leave her hell you'll probably drop her off at her supposed friend's place and you might be dropping off so that she gets piped from another dude like that shit is wild although i'm not gonna lie this whole whatsapp group thing i think travis scott mentioned it in a song some time ago i can't remember if it was sicko mode or something like that and the guy spoke about how um he'd he'd bring all his exes and like put them in a group or some shit or all the babes he's smashing or some shit and pretty much leave the group or some shit like i can't remember what the exact lyrics were or which particular song it was but i remember travis scott mentioning something like this and to see that a babe's done it like that is top tier wild because that would mean that this babe has been simultaneously dating a bunch of guys like let's assume it's like five guys she's been dating five guys besides the guy that decided to pop the question and on top of that shorty managed to keep the whole engagement thing a secret from these guys all the way up until they were getting married like the following weekend like all of that shit is wild to say the least and to be very honest if i was one of those guys i'd definitely be bitter like if i was the type to be petty what i do is i just tell all the guys you know what let's go find out when the wedding is once we get the dates and we know where it's going to be you pretty much just make sure all the guys are on standby on that particular date especially if this babe has said that she's getting married next weekend all you guys assemble and make sure you're free on that weekend and because you probably don't know where the venue is all you have to do is just make sure some of you guys stake out her place for like either the day before or you go there early in the morning at like 5 a.m you're just going to park your cars outside and you just wait so once they do all the decorating and people are busy singing and you're supposed to be driving to the venue you just follow them nicely behind so that you can make sure you know exactly where the venue is then you hit up all the other dudes you guys go sit up at the back then you wait for the pastor is busy talking and the vows are being said oh you know in sickness and in health for richer for poorer till death do a spot then you wait for the pastor to pretty much just be like okay now that we have gotten to this point if there is anyone who would like to oppose the union of these two people please speak now or forever hold your peace and what happens is you just make sure one of your dudes gets up and then as they walk they just make sure they walk out just so that you can give people that first scare to be like oh shit then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like pastor we have a problem we do not believe that this union is going to be good or of god because last i checked up until last week this woman was my girlfriend then all the other dudes get up no she was my girlfriend as well she was my girlfriend she was my girlfriend then at that point you guys can walk up forward make sure the pastor is there the best man the groom make sure they look at the nudes you used to send make sure that the screenshots for the messages or just the messages in general are there for everyone to see you know make sure you present all of that shit and you're like you know what this shorty's been playing you she's pretty much been playing all of us against each other trying to decide who it is that's going to pop the ring first and guess what you're the one that did it and we have to admit for a fact that this babe played us so we do not know if she will be faithful after marriage the moment you do that boom marriage is over 
you know, Shorty is pretty much wrecked. She's like, oh my goodness, my marriage ended over lies. And you have been petty enough to make sure that you waste her marriage just the same way she wasted your bloody time. Be petty like that. <laughs> Anyways, all that said and done, let me leave it at that. Let me not sound like I'm completely just sadistic as hell and move it on. So on to our very next tweet of this episode. We rejected men who were going to make us wives for guys who made us single mothers. Men are not trash, but our taste for men is trash. Dear men, we are sorry. Ah, yes. For the first time, at least on social media, as far as I've checked, a woman has actually come out to admit accountability for the mistakes of choosing the wrong dude. Because I feel like there's not too many women that actually come out to admit that unless it's very, very late in their lives. Like, I feel like a lot of babes hate to admit that they had a shit choice in terms of dudes. Even though they know that they actually did, they will never come out to openly admit it because that would actually take the blame away from the dude being a shit dad to them for being a shit person in terms of choosing their sexual partner or at least the partner they'd like to have a kid with. But you know what? Considering that in the last tweet, you know, babes were always misunderstood to be the loyal ones and guys are the cheats, but I showed that there's a flip side to this. Well, in this particular case, I'd also like to add the fact that in as much as yes, she is very, very right, I will not give 100% of the blame to her because I feel like there's a slight misunderstanding with this. And it's not just the fact that they chose shit dudes, but sometimes it wasn't a case of their choice, but them themselves, that was the issue. So yes, they were the problem, but it's not because of their choice. And let me just try and explain that for a bit, because a lot of times us guys will go and blame a babe's ability to choose a good father or, you know, a good person to spend their life with for their reason for being a single mother. And that one is a lot easier to explain because at the end of the day, she was the one who opened her legs and told the guy to go in. You know, when the dick slipped out, you know, she put that shit back in. Let's be pretty straight about that. And considering that now there's a kid and then the dude has up and left you know it's pretty easy to just go back and be like well it's your shit choice and dudes that's to blame for that but that's not always the case sometimes it's not her shit choice in choosing a dude sometimes you might even end up choosing the right dudes consecutively not even just shit dudes she might have probably been choosing really good dudes but she's just a shit person in general like there are a lot of babes that are mothers that are genuinely shitty people and they're mothers because they just so happen to go and sleep with a certain dude a bunch of times and probably they didn't feel like it would be very safe for them to have any more abortions or they just didn't want to abort or maybe they wanted to trap the guy and as a result you have a child with a very very toxic mother and a man who has to decide whether he can live and sort of be with this toxic woman or he'll have to leave and just take care of the kid as like a baby daddy and shit and whether he's called a deadbeat dad or anything at least he gets his peace because that's actually something that a lot of guys sort of end up in because a lot of guys do get trapped like that a lot of guys do end up with a shitty woman for their child's mother and it's a very unfortunate situation but sometimes we have to admit that it's actually the babe that's a very shitty person it's not just her shitty choices even though that could also be the case sometimes the babe herself is just shitty which kind of reminds me of this thing that i was talking about on battle of the sexes this week about how guys way back in the day because we weren't always that sure about contraception we were very safe and it's not like we'd bang 
just every broad especially the ones that were giving it up so easily and a lot of times when guys were buying babes they were actually thinking about the possibility of having a future with this babe because you know they'd think about liking a babe not just from a lustful sense but from a long-term sense and sometimes it's your dick that's talking for you but in your head you're like you know what this might actually make a good long-term partner which is actually something that would be on a guy's head when he was busy piping the shorty so by the time they're being told oh i'm pregnant they're like all right it's fine it's cool we'll pretty much get married and settle down and shit but nowadays where people are like oh you know she can get an abortion or she has the pill or she has this or she has that like dudes need to be careful because there's a lot of toxic babes out there and we don't want to have kids growing up in toxic environments simply because we just decided to nut in a babe because we felt like it was nice to hit a bad bitch you know but all in all i'm gonna leave that to you make sure you're safe about this shit and ladies please be a little bit better with your choices and i will leave it at that and i will move it on so on to our very final tweet of this episode just saw a tiktok of a woman speaking on the experience of never being the friend that's approached and boy it's definitely awkward to consistently be the person standing to the side while your friends are approached and you're not and it's not talked about enough as someone who's usually the friend standing to the side, I'm pretty numb to the experience, but it'll never cease to amaze me how people will treat slash ignore you in pursuit of your friends. I've literally been cut off mid-sentence because someone interrupted me to approach my friend. I've had guys act like I don't even exist to approach my friends. Fortunately, my friends don't find that behavior attractive, but the deliberate ignoring can be mad awkward. In the TikTok, she asked how do we cope with this experience and honestly, I don't even give it too much thought anymore. With a lot of friends being smaller than me, I'm aware and accept the reality of society. And I just do my best to not let it affect my self-image. But the reality is, there's nothing easy about experiencing this, especially when it's repeatedly. To any women who can relate, I'm right there with you sis. Yes, everyone is entitled to be attracted to who they want, but that doesn't mean we deserve such rude treatment either. Okay, so the TikTok video she was talking about, I actually did an episode on it about two weeks ago, and I don't know. Shorty is saying that everyone is entitled to who it is that they're attracted to, but the way she's talking about this, it's sort of the same way this other babe was busy talking about how guys don't approach her openly. And the thing is, I, I actually covered this entire thing in detail, especially since this babe is talking about her friends being smaller. I definitely covered this entire thing in detail in Battle of the Sexes episode 137. It's called Beauty a Proportions Game. And I sort of went into most of the nitty gritties that I'm about to talk about. So if you want a much bigger breakdown of what it is that I'm about to say, you can go and listen to that episode and, you know, give me the extra downloads and listens and shit. But that aside, my issue with this isn't that this babe is not being approached. The issue is that... A lot of guys that she's talking about are approaching as singular guys. Now, whenever a guy is going to approach a babe when she's in a group, normally you will find that he's not just trying to seem attractive and, you know, desirable to this one babe. He's also trying to not look like a shit person to the other group of shorties. Now, sometimes the latter objective does backfire and normally that's sort of expected because you can't expect every single guy to be able to entertain five straight girls as well as hit on another babe all on their own so normally that's kind of where wingmen kind of come in the unfortunate thing is now we know not just statistically but even just from looking 
that it's better to have a wing girl than a wing man. So if you don't have a wing girl, it's probably better if you just go and you hit on the babe yourself. So in some of those cases, you find that a dude will go and approach a babe on his own. And when he's doing that, he's trying to get the attention of this babe. Now, it's not like he'll go and he'll just stand there and wait for you to finish your conversation. It's not like babes ever stop talking. So dude will have to come in there and dude will sort of have to go and sometimes make a spectacle just to catch the attention of this babe so that he can talk to her. And it's unfortunate that you're a casualty of that entire experience because how else will a guy show that he's a dominant person if not from the beginning? And as a result, you have the problem that you have over here. Now, I have spoken about how all of this can be reduced, you know, stuff like, you know, improving confidence, going to the gym, dressing a little bit differently, and all of those can work if you feel like taking them up. But at the end of the day, if you're the kind of babe that's not getting approached by dudes and you're in a group, then probably the issue needs to start from you embracing yourself and make yourself look as good as possible and as confident as possible. And also you understanding that there's an entire hierarchy. So the most beautiful babe, the finest babes in your crew, are the ones that are going to be approached and maybe not you. Should you want to change that, you can also try and work on yourself a little bit here and there and make yourself a little bit more attractive to guys. Not that you have to go and get cosmetic surgery done. You know, there's little things that you can do that help you. And the thing is, amongst every single crew of guys, there's always going to be one guy that's really into skinny babes or really into thick babes or doesn't mind them. So this whole thing about you not being approached, considering that a lot of dudes will go and try and hit on one babe by, you know, moving around with his boy so that they can distract the others, a pretty good part of the reason why you might not be getting approached or you might not be getting hit on is because probably they just don't like your vibes or, you know, your attitude towards the whole thing is very cold. And as such, you just don't seem approachable. Although then again, I might be wrong about all of this shit or I don't understand the full context of it so I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter it is at D on Facebook on IG it is at Breaktime on my side. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>